Good morning, brothers and sisters. But I, I want to begin by asking all of you just to consider for a moment what your life would be like if you didn't have salt. Imagine, if you will, you know, Lent is coming up soon, if you gave up salt for Lent. Not only could you not put it on any of your food, you couldn't eat anything with salt in it. I don't think anyone would want that. I mean, I know genetically we need salt in our diet, so I'm, I'm not recommending necessarily that you do that for your Lent. Talk to your doctor first. However, salt, by design, by its very nature, enhances the flavor of food. Things simply taste more bland without it. It does other good things. But if we didn't have salt, food would simply not be as good. So let's, let's take the, the question even further. Imagine your life now without light. We'd all be walking in darkness. Our Lord calls us the salt of the earth, the light of the world. If we are not worthy salt, if we are not worthy light, then the world is tasteless and in darkness. This is a great responsibility that he's given us as the redeemed, as his disciples. Now our first reading describes very clearly how we are the salt of the earth and how we are the light of the world. So it gives us a, a very simple blueprint for this teaching. I'll read it to you again from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry. Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them. And do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like midday. You see, the works of mercy, the works of love and of charity for those in need, that is how we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, by revealing the love of Christ to others. And we do that because we have first received that same love, that same kindness, that same mercy. But in this passage from Isaiah, we're told that there are certain things, not only that we have to do, there are certain things we have to remove to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We have to re remove oppression, false accusations, and malicious speech. You know, about a month ago, I preached about gossip, and it's come up several times in homilies because people keep bringing it up to me. It's just one of those homilies that stirred up a lot of concern and conversation. So notice for a moment, false accusations, that's one thing, and malicious speech. You have to remove that 
from your life to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Why? Because if you go around trying to do good and yet you gossip and you slander, then all of that virtuous deeds that you may do becomes useless and meaningless. The Bible says that if you gossip and slander, if you do these things, then your praise of God is worthless and your prayers cannot be heard because you're using the same tongue to call on God to praise his name that you're using to tear other people down. The gift of speech is one of the greatest natural gifts bestowed upon us after life itself. We can do something that God can do. In fact, what God is, God is the word. And so he's given us this power to speak word ourselves. And so this ability to speak words, to communicate ideas, truth, has to reflect the truth, the word. So anytime I use it in a way that is contrary to God, God's own goodness, nature, glory, anytime I use it in that way, I pervert the gift of speech. This is something we have to master. You cannot be the salt of the earth and the light of the world without it. Why do you think the world is tasteless and in darkness? That's our fault, not the pagans. The Lord says, if salt loses its flavor, what, what good is it? What's well, no good anymore? You throw it out, it's trash. It's absolutely useless. If you put a light under a bushel basket, then there's, there's no purpose for that light. It's useless. Again, I want to remind you how to work on this problem that we have with our speech. And the solution is not quick, but it is simple. Practice silence. Practice being silent. And, and pardon my French, practice shutting up. <laughs> Just stop talking. Just, not the kids, I'm not worried about the kids. But, you know, just practice not talking. That alone is difficult for us. It's difficult for them too. But it is hard to keep our mouths closed. Why? Why is it so difficult for us? It's because our minds aren't quiet. If you can't quiet your mind, you'll never be able to quiet your lips. So you have to work on both of those together. And one of the best ways to do it is through prayer, especially quiet, silent meditation with our Lord in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm not saying you can't do silent meditation anywhere, you can. But when you are in our Lord's sacramental presence, he's able to give you special graces to help. This is one of the reasons why we do Holy Hour every Thursday, why we have 40 hours of adoration in anticipation of our patronal feast tomorrow. It's not just to give God honor and praise and glory as, as we must. That's what adoration means. But it's also to benefit us to help us. 
So you still have some time this afternoon, certainly tonight and tomorrow, during the 40 hours devotion. If you can, make the effort even for just a few minutes to stop by the church and to spend that time quietly with our Lord, asking him to teach you how to quiet your own mind, how to practice the virtue of silence. Don't we say that? Silence is a virtue. You need to learn to exercise that virtue. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.